In this episode of Board Game Impact, I am going to be talking about Destiny Quest, book one, The Legion of Shadow by Michael J. Ward. This is a game book, so it's going to be a lot of fun and it's a little bit different in content, so definitely make sure to stay tuned. Plus, there's some other exciting things going on with this episode. Well, hello, this is Bruce, as always, with Board Game Impact. If you're new to the show, we make bi-weekly content on board games and related gaming uh, content. So we go to conventions and we consume lots of other things because gaming can come in a lot of shapes and forms and it's so much fun to... to enjoy. And so what we do is we use our education-based background. So I'm a PhD doctoral candidate while also teaching and working full-time at a university. And I'm typically joined by Josh, who's also an educator and works at a university in Colorado. And what we do is we use our experiences that we have playing games and we break that down for you um, and what those experiences look like and what those experiences might have for your gaming group. Um, So this is to help you and your gaming group. So make sure to hit that subscribe. And what's really interesting about this episode is, and a couple of people know this because they're watching me live do this, is I thought why not actually hop on over to the Board Game Impact Twitch, which is more of a recent thing, as well as the YouTube page, and stream me recording this live. So if you want to, you can make sure to go on over to Twitch as well as YouTube and make sure to follow Board Game Impact. And when we do this, we're going to try and schedule these out. Um, But this was more of an ad hoc and learning some of the rough around the edges for the stream. Um, But with it, You can go on and see what that recording looked like, um, but also you can engage with me after the show or when we have Josh on, things like that. And so any questions that come in, I'll be able to answer those for those who were live um, on those platforms, but it will not be on this content. So I will be taking this recording piece of the the stream and putting that into the the world. Um, And that's what you're listening to right now. Um, So this is that edited version But it is so much fun to be getting back into gaming. Um, As you know, if you listened to the last episode, um, I just defended my proposal for my PhD and I'm now knee deep deep in research. I'm going to be finishing all that out. But classes are starting this week. And for the first time in 24 years, I do not have class this week. And I'm very excited for that. Um, And we have a lot to be excited about with the podcast as this is also episode 60. Um, So I'm very excited for all the content today. And so let's dive right in. So as you heard in the opener, I'm going to be talking about Destiny Quest book one. It's called The Legion of Shadow. And this is by Michael J. Ward. And if you're watching this live, you're actually able to see me hold up the book, which is like really cool art. Um, And it's huge, if you can tell. So this book is, it's not a board game. It's not a role-playing game. It is a what's called a game book. And so a game book is one of those experiences you might have had when you were younger, reading Goosebumps, like Choose Your Own Adventure, where it literally says, oh, if you want to turn left, go to this page. If you want to fight the dragon, go to this page. This is that, but grown up and like way grown up. Um, So this book has over 900 passages. And by a passage, I don't mean like a paragraph. I mean like full pages of content, as well as some pictures and some maps. And this is the first book in what is currently published for books. Each of those books is a standalone book. And so you don't have to have each book, but the writing is amazing in this, spoiler alert. Um, and so each book is considered an adventure, but it all takes place in the same 
world and context. And what's really cool is I just backed a couple months ago, uh, Michael J. Ward had a Kickstarter up for um, for the latest book in the series, but it's actually a compendium of all the lore and content that Michael had been kind of in his head having, as well as scraps of paper. And he put all that together in this world compendium. And so that'll be actually arriving here in the coming weeks. I'm very excited for that because this world is very well written and it's robust. Um, but what's cool about it is there's also a book coming out um, that's going to be going to Kickstarter and stuff. So if you want to get in on this, this book is only like 20 bucks, um, but there's going to be more coming out. And that one's going to be different. And that's why I'm talking about it. Because the fourth book in the series, which is right behind me, The Raiders of Dune Sea, um, that one is going to, it's actually going to continue into this fifth book. So not all of them are standalone, but it's going to be really, really cool to engage with. Now, let me dig into a little bit more about this. So I actually, context, I purchased this book because I randomly got an ad on Facebook, and this is several years ago, and I saw this ad of this picture. I'm like, that book look, looks cool because I like sci-fi books, um, and if you're seeing my stream, you can see all the books behind me, um, and that's not all. Um, doctoral student liking books, surprise. Um, and with that, I was like, I want this book. So I went to Barnes & Noble. I'm like, have you heard of this book? I went to Half Price Books. Have you heard of this book? No, we have not heard of this book. You can download the ebook on um, Amazon. I was like, I don't want that. And so I found there was a link to purchase the book. I bought it. I didn't play it. I didn't play it. I thought it was cool. And I just didn't get around to playing it. I don't know what happened back then, but I just didn't. Then from there, I saw a Kickstarter for the next book in the series. And I was like, I want it. They're like, I have this other book. I because I had followed the author on Amazon and things like that. And I'm like, I want, I want this book. This is really cool to me. It's just maybe not a time right now for it. And so I got it. Um, and he was also doing kind of a couple books. And so I've accumulated, they're all right here behind me. Um, the three of them right there. And I had all four of these books sitting on the shelves. And for some reason, I was really drawn to them, but not picking them up. And I cannot stress enough how much of an idiot I feel like because I never picked up these books and how much joy they are bringing to our lives. Spoiler alert, I really like it. Um, and maybe it was just waiting for a right time and place. And that this time and place right now um, has been is the right time. And so that's what I'm going to go with. I'm just thankful it, it found its way, it screamed at me and my wife because we've been playing it two player and I'll explain how that works in a minute for a solo book. Um, and then, yeah, so we've been playing, playing through this first book and it's been a really, really cool ride. So let me tell you a little bit about the game. Um, so I'm actually going to turn to the front of the book for this. Um, so it says, welcome to Destiny Quest. It is through our choices that the seeds of, uh, of destiny are sown. And so how it works is you're going to start off with a character and that character is going to evolve and change over the book. Um, it makes sense, but it's going to change because of your choices. So you're, you're going to have a hero sheet, which again, I'm showing this on the stream. You're going to have a blank hero sheet. And on that blank, 
uh, hero sheet, you have spots for different pieces of armor. Uh, maybe it go on your chest or your head or gloves. Uh, maybe it's a talisman or rings. And then you also have a backpack that can hold five items and you can have gold and things like that. And what's going to be interesting is as you go through your experience, your experience, you're going to make choices regarding stuff you come across. Uh, maybe you find some items and you're going to choose to equip that. Well, guess what? You can only have one thing on, let's say, in your right hand. And if you come across something else that you like, well, you got to choose. Do you want to keep what you had and the buffs that you had with it? Or do you want to get the new thing? So no one is going to have the same experience with this. And honestly, there's branching storylines. And so you're adventure is truly yours. Now, of course, there's some things that are going to be in common and some common places to go visit and things like that. But your experience is going to be yours. Um, You're going to have your character, you're going to make your choices. And how those choices play out for you is going to be leaving that impact. So um, and it talks about all this about being able to discover and how how it all works. And so the cool thing about it, you might be like, well, if I'm an adventurer and I'm going to be going on adventures, like I want to fight something like I want to go fight a dragon uh, or I want to fight a whatever you could do that. There's a whole mechanic for that. And so how, and there's a lot of it actually in here. Um, so it's split up between more like narrative quests and also, um, adventuring type situations where you have to do some combat, but combat is super simple. Um, a buddy of mine and listener of the show, Matthew, who's based up in Canada and Toronto, I posted a, Facebook that I had been going through this and he's like, I love destiny quest and I love taking it on planes. And when I'm trapped, when he goes traveling and because all this required with this is the book, maybe a pen or I'd encourage a pen encourage or pencil because that way you can like erase and then two dice and maybe a scratch pad if you want to take some extra notes. So how combat works is there's a couple different statistics for each thing, but they're really, really, really simple. The stats are speed, brawn, magic, armor. I'll say it again. Speed, brawn, magic, armor. It's really easy. So what you do is you'll row two D6, so two regular sided dies. You'll take that number and add your speed. You'll do that for whatever you're fighting. And whichever of the two numbers, say I rolled a six and I have a modifier of three, so a nine, and they rolled snake eyes, two ones, and they have a modifier of two while they're at four. And so a nine beats a four. So guess what? I get to attack. They don't get to do anything. It's, it's, it's my attack. And then you choose, do you want to fight with brawn? Um, so think of like strength, um, or do you want to fight with magic? Right? So my wife's character that she's been navigating is actually more of a mage. Um, and so she actually goes more magic. You just use whichever one's higher. I'm just going to cut to the chase there because you're going to have your particular flavor and you just go to whichever one's higher. And so what happens is you'll roll a 1d6, single uh, regular die, add your magic or brawn, and then that's how much damage is going to happen except for that little thing of armor. So let's say they have two armor and I'm doing five damage. You'll take five minus two. They do. They get three, injured for three. So it happens like this. Roll your speed. Their speed, whichever one's higher, roll damage, subtract, armor, done. That's a round. Do it until one of the two of you passes out. <laughs> um, and so this is kind of like a video game, though. And when you, if you, I'm just going to say, when you eventually hit the hay and get knocked unconscious, 
you're not out for the count. You don't need to, you don't put the book down or anything like that. You actually, it's more like a, it's more like a video game in which you can choose to start right back where you were. Okay. I just, I had that save spot right before the boss and let's try it again. Or you can go back even further and find where you want to go. And they make that, Michael makes that really easy because I'm turning to the middle of the book here. Throughout the book, there's actually maps. And these maps have little numbers next to that next to them. And there's a little symbol. So there's like some villages, then there's green quests, which are easy, orange quests that are average, blue, which are hard, red, which are the hardest. And then there's a boss monster for each of these maps. And then legendary monsters, which is just straight up. Usually you just go right into battle. Now, how this works is you choose like, oh, I want to go to like Breath of the Wild, honestly. I want to go all the way to the boss monster. <laughs> I haven't done anything. I have no weapons. I have no nothing, but I'm going to try and YOLO and win. Uh, that probably is not going to go the best, but um, you can do it. Um, you can try at least. Um, and it's, so it's a really good experience with all of that. So you do um, as you want to. You can do them in any order. Uh, but how it works is usually once you do the boss quest, that's going to have a longer narrative. And then you're going to turn probably to the next map section kind of how it works because the destiny quest book um, for legion of shadow takes place over three acts and so the first act you play through the bot till the boss the second act you play till the boss and then you play through go to the last one and play till the last thing and then the arc is done and i'm not going to say anything of how any of that goes i will say there's a lot of different experiences and a lot that Michael has done to play on the mechanics. Uh, maybe a monster all of a sudden gets extra speed. And so for when they'll roll three dice, maybe things happen to your equipment based on you doing things um, or plays on different aspects of all the mechanics. Um, so something cool, and this is not a spoiler, but like there's a time where you can, if you find, if you get to this thing where you can use your brawn to try and open something to like burge it open. Like you're using brawn. Um, it makes sense. And it's pretty cool that um, you have these kind of tests that you can do. So there's our tests, there are combat, um, and then there's a lot of really cool story as well. So with the book, um, how it works, and I kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but you will start in the prologue and then you'll go on and you'll read the prompt underneath the title. So when it has you turn to a different section, so like this one, I'm going to actually find a better one. Yeah, we will do this one. So I'm doing this live. Um, so will you go through the archway or examine the item? If you want to go through the archway, turn to this number. If you want to examine the item, go to this other number. And you just turn. So at the top of each of those passages is a big, bold number. And that's the thing you would turn to, not the page number of the book, because there's a whole lot more sections than there are pages because there's over 940 some odd sections. Um, but there's 600 some odd pages for this book. Now, what's really cool is the items you get also can have properties um, and abilities. So some of these might affect your speed, your brawn, your magic, um, or special one-time effects. And so there's a whole glossary of these special abilities. Now what's fascinating, and I'm so thankful that I found the world compendium, is that 
Michael published as a stretch goal a P PDF file of each of these abilities, but as a card. And so you can take that to your local printer or print it out yourself and then have it so that way, oh, I've got these abilities because of these items and have them in front of you as cards and then flip them over if you want to. I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to because I'd, I'm actually going to probably send them in for like actual, almost like on a playing card. So that way it's like nice and legit because this is honestly an experience that's going to be with me for a long time. So that's all of the how to play, the win conditions, and other notes about gameplay. So components, table presence, as I mentioned, book, pencil, couple couple sets of dice if you want a couple, because like sometimes like the dice might not be rolling great. And it's like they need to go to dice jail. And so that's where I send them. And then also um, I, we do use a clipboard and we did print out because you can go to the website and get a copy of the character sheets and then print them out so that way you can have multiple copies or those kind of things. So the table presence is very minimalistic. Uh, I do use a dice rolling tray because I don't want them going everywhere, uh, but that's a completely optional thing. Now, what's interesting is now talking about the impact. So I mentioned that this is a game book, usually books you read by yourself, except if you're reading a story to somebody, right? And so what I have been doing is my wife and I were looking for, and this is months ago, we were looking for what's something on our shelves that we haven't done. Uh, and, and I was kind of a challenge to myself. What's something we haven't played that I've kind of always wanted to get to the table. And for some reason I've been doing a lot of stuff in the office that day. And then it dawned on me, Hey, I've never done this. I have no idea how this would go wife, but do we want to try one of these game books. And I said, I think how we could do it is I'm going to act as the dungeon master slash game master, and you are going to have your character, and I am going to narrate these passages to you, and you get to make all the choices, and I'll facilitate the combat. You don't have to worry about doing those kind of math things. You just keep track of your health, those kind of things. And so we tried. Well, two and a half hours later, we were giddy and didn't want to put the book down. And it's what she asked to do the next night and the next week and the next week. Um, and by multiple sessions, we'd barely just gotten through the first act of the book because it was so immersive that it pulled us in incredibly fast. And it's been really, really cool. Now, what's interesting is Michael messages all the, honestly, all the time. I've seen him post this in different places, but he beats himself up about this book and says, ah, my writing could have been so much better. It's the worst one. Y'all, I completely disagree with that. Um, I think it is phenomenal storytelling. And I think that there's a lot to be gleaned um, from world building that Michael does real fast with this. Um, and it is a very refreshing it's it's one of the most refreshing gaming experiences I've ever had, and I can't champion this enough. Um, so that's why I'm doing dedicating an episode just to it. So, and I can't we can't wait to get all the way through because we're almost there, um, and then to move on to the other books. But literally, we've easily put 15 hours into this book already, uh, and it is so much fun, and we have a blast. And there's sometimes where the combat goes uh, not our way and the dice does not want to cooperate and other times where it's phenomenal. Um, but it's, it makes us be sitting on the precipice of a, of a, of a cliff of awesomeness. And so what is wrong with that 
nothing. And so what it brought out in myself and my wife, because that's the other player, is a lot of fun. Um, so for me, time flies by. I love when games can trick, uh, not trick, but trigger a, trigger emotions and situate you in the experience. And I get that immediately when I'm reading this. Um, and then my wife honestly just really enjoys me also like reading the story to her. And then she gets like really like amped up to then go and do the thing. She's like, I want to go and fight the insert thing here again. I don't, I'm trying to avoid as many spoilers as I can, but there's a lot of freaking cool things, um, to go and do that. So I, it brought out some really cool things. The impact of this has been very positive. Um, now there are signs sometimes that combat has just not worked out and it can feel defeating, but the way the book overall is that is very minimal compared to, um, the overall experience. And so, and if you really think about game design, you're going to have peaks and valleys of experience. The key is though, how does it make you feel long-term? Um, and so there's some really cool stuff there. And so how does the game fit into teaching other games? Uh, basic combat. Um, so if you want to introduce combat between things and that you can have statistics like, so a, um, a speed score and a magic or brawn, um, honestly, this would be actually a really cool thing to use with younger adults, um, to then, Hey, how do you actually grow and improve? You practice and you, um, surround yourself with things that are going to enhance the things that you want to do. Um, and because the only way she was getting stronger in the book is really going to be like going and doing the things. Now there's no like level up mechanic. There's just some times where you might get some extra bonuses to things. Um, but again, that's for you to experience. Um, some other thing, things of note, um, this is not on BGG. So boardgamegeek.com. Um, I tried, but it's not a board game, right? And it's not really a role-playing game, but I do believe it's on RPG geek. Um, I just don't spend too much time over there yet. Um, some last things. So some other thoughts about this. Again, this is the first book in the first four books. Um, each of them is standalone with the fourth book. You can continue your character moving forward. Um, as you look towards the future books, cause this is posted on, um, the destiny quest website, there are some other mechanics. So if you want to use your character from the first book in later books, but as like a companion character, there's some things for that in some of the books, apparently. Um, so you can have like a team combat. You can also, there's stuff on the website. This is cool. If you have your character sheet and you know somebody else playing this, you can, there's actually mechanics for how can you fight another person's destiny quest character. And so I haven't been able to do that, but if you go through this and you have a character, I think I can arrange for that to happen. Um, so let me know. I think it'd be cool. Um, so again, there's, you can take your character and use those same stats. I was telling you about roll two D six, add speed. Okay. Who's attacking whom roll the dice, subtract armor. Good. Sweet have some special abilities, things like that. So there's a fighting mechanic you can do against other book readers. So I think this is the first book where you can fight other books. Uh, so um, that's just a really cool other thought about this. And so in closing, if you can't tell already, I don't know how you couldn't tell already, but in closing, Destiny Quest has been a very positive thing 
for our collection and for our lives. And it's creating some amazing memories every time we get to play it. I get to discover something new and, and we get to discover something together. So it's been a really nice shared storytelling experience. And this is something that I'm definitely going to be holding on to for a very long time. And I can't wait to continue the adventure, to, to continue to support Michael and the other books that come out. Um, and I cannot wait to get the world compendium, but I'm going to have to pace myself because I don't want too many spoilers about this amazing narrative world that Michael has created. And so if you are interested in this, um, Destiny Quest, The Legion of Shadow is the name of book one. You can go and you can get it on Amazon and all the things. And I would encourage you to do so if this sounds like something of interest to you. Because for me, when I paid for this, still got the sticker on it, $19.99. Um, honestly, that is some of the most re replayability for the money I've ever had. Um, so really cool, really cool experience. And so in closing, thank you for listening to Board Game Impact. I hope that listening to what experience has been going on for us makes a, a positive impact for you and your gaming group. If you want to, you can email us questions that we can answer on the show by emailing those to boardgameimpact at gmail.com. Also, if you watch this live, you can put questions in the chat and I can respond to those after the recording, uh, which is a really cool thing. Make sure to follow us on all the social media places. So at Board Game Impact, make sure to tell a friend about Board Game Impact so we can continue to grow and spread this impact. And until next time, go make your positive impact on the world. As promised, if you are still here in this Ferris Bueller moment of staying here past the credits, I have something special for you, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, and that is me digging into Destiny Quest Book One, Legion of Shadow. Um, again, if you do not want any, any spoilers whatsoever, turn the podcast off and I completely understand. But if you want to hear how well Michael writes and this immense world building, I thought it'd be an amazing experience to just read you the prologue, which is drops you into the experience and says, go. And so with this, this comes right after this couple pages of rules and how combat works, which is described in the episode. But again, this just kicks everything off and this is where the adventure goes from. So this will be the first scratch at the world immense world building and kind of set the tone for some of what's to come. Now, spoiler alert, um, some of the content in here is slightly graphic. Um, so this is more for adult content. Um, it's not adult in nature, um, but it just might have some themes of war and battle um, that you might not want to listen to for um, younger, less mature audiences. So do you want to just give that quick caveat to this? Prologue, the knight's legacy. You are thrown from the dream, kicking and flailing. It is some seconds before you can catch your breath. Images of scaled monsters and sharp fangs still swimming before your vision. As your surroundings slowly come into focus, you find yourself lying on your back against the soggy ground. A steady patter of rain beating on the dead leaves and dirt. Above you, a full moon streams garnished light through the treetops. Picking out the charred, twisted remains that encircle you. 
Bodies. Corpses. Frantically, you scramble to your feet, the cold rain making the ground slippery with mud. As you stand, an angry pain causes you to stagger, thumping against the inside of your head. Putting a hand to the back of your scalp, you feel for a wound or a bruise, and to your surprise, you find nothing. All around you, the ground is scorched and smoking, forming a crater with you at its center. Sprawled around its edge are over a dozen bodies, each one burnt beyond all recognition. You close your eyes, struggling to remember what happened and how you came to be here. You look down at your tattered clothing, rain-soaked and smeared with mud. A splatter of blood covers one sleeve. Tentatively, you pull back the cloth, your eyes widening in surprise when you see the purple mark branded into the skin. The design is detailed and intricate, showing a three-dimensional bodied serpents all intertwined in a dizzying pattern of spirals. Around them, a number of strange sigils glow with a soft purple light. You hear a groan coming from the trees ahead. Covering the strange mark on your arm, you stagger through the mud towards the sound. Instinctively, your hand goes to your belt, looking for a weapon. But there is none there. You're unarmed. Scanning the mud, you find a rusty-looking dagger next to one of the scorched bodies. You crouch down and pick it up before heading into the dark trees. A man is lying with his back against one of the tree trunks. No, it's a boy, not much older than 15. He's clad in plate armor, his thick mud-spattered cloak bunched up around his shoulders. The shaft and arrow protrudes from his lower chest, having pierced through the links between the, the plate metal. The boy looks up as you approach, his face deathly white and dripping with rainwater. A trickle of blood seeps from the corner of his mouth. What What happened? You ask, kneeling beside the wounded knight. The boy fixes his watery eyes upon your own. You don't remember? He rasps hoarsely. You say nothing, your attention shifting to the black-fletched arrows. Who, who did this? Who are those people? You gesture back towards the clearing where the scorched bodies lay in a twisted repose. Brigands, thieves, he gasps, grimacing with pain. They attacked our camp. Our camp, you ask. You close your eyes, struggling to remember what happened, to find that part of yourself, that corner of your mind, where some memory or trace of who you are might still remain there's nothing only a chill darkness as cold as an impenetrable night when you open your eyes they are misted with angrily tears i i don't remember i don't remember anything the boy gives a pained gasp as he struggles to raise one of his hands with a trembling finger, he points to your head. You took a blow right, right there, right before you killed those men. 
You draw back, inhaling sharply. I, I did that? Back there? Images of the charred and ruined bodies flash before your eyes. How? Some, some magic, whispers the boy. It, it came from that mark on your arm. You flinch, clutching your arm protectively against your chest. The boy smirks at your reaction. You never mentioned it. I guess it was something that you didn't want me to know about. And this, you ask, looking down at the black-fletched arrow. Assassin spitted me. He grimaces. He was the only one to get away. It was their leader, I think. Where the arrow shaft meets the skin, you can see a green poison bubbling out of the wound. The boy reads your fatal expression. I know. It's too late for me. Your shoulders sag. It's a grim thought that this dying night is the last remaining link to your past. Your previous life that is now forgotten. We, we know each other? You ask hesitantly. We met yesterday, the boy rasps. We are both traveling the same road to Titherby Cross. You shake your head. The name means nothing to you. I am an academy knight, the boy wheezes. I just graduated top of my class. I was going to apprentice. (laughs) He stops as a wave of pain forces him to shudder. You put out your hand, gripping his shoulder and willing him to go on. I I was going to apprentice with Avian Dale, the great Avian Dale. For a moment, there is a flicker of life in his eyes, his pain forgotten as he stares wistfully into the dark sky. It, It was my instructor's idea. He said I was the best of my year. Avian doesn't accept just anybody. I, I was special. His face sours as he looks down at the arrow shaft. Now, that life is over. Suddenly, from somewhere back in the forest, you hear a piercing shriek. You glance nervously over your shoulder. Harpies, grimaces the boy. They hunt in packs, the scent. He lifts his hands, revealing palms soaked in, soaked with his own blood. It will draw them here. You must go. But I can't just leave you here. I must find out. My pack. Fetch my pack. The boy tilts his head. Following his gaze, you see a brown backpack lying at the base of one of the trees. You quickly retrieve it. Surprised at its lightness as you lift, out, lift it out of the mud. The boy gestures for you to open it. Inside... Wedged between a bundle of clothes is a rolled up sheet of parchment. Take it, whispers the boy. It's my letter from the academy. Unrolling the scroll, you see that it's covered in neat neat flowing script. It's addressed to Avian Dale, outlining the merits of a young academy knight. It ends with a green seal of wax displaying the insignia of a winged dragon. I, I can't take this. You protest. Shaking your head, the boy gives a wheezing cough. 
body jerking painfully with the effort. It, it's no good to me. Take it. Start a new life. He'll never know. A screech draws your attention skywards. Black shapes are circling overhead. Their spindly, feathered bodies silhouetted against the full moon. Harpies. Something inside you is urging you to flee. The mark on your arm tingles as if sensing the same danger. You roll up the scroll and stuff it into the pack. When you look over at the boy, you see his head now resting against your chest. His eyes closed. Death has taken him. I will find that assassin that did this. I promise. You reach down and take the boy's sword. It's a well-balanced blade, the hilt and pommel studded with gems. You have gained the following item. Remember to add this item to your hero sheet, adding one to your brawn and magic scores. Main hand, sword, the apprentice. Plus one brawn, plus one magic. Another bird-like screech tears through the night. The answering calls from all around you, worryingly close. Quickly, you shoulder the knight's backpack and start running. You find your comfort in purpose, keeping your fast pace as you weave between the withered trees of the dark forest. After what feels like an age of battling through and the cloying mud and driving rain, you spy a cave in the hollow of a hill. Having found shelter, you sit and await the dawn, shivering with more than just the cold. The wooden signpost points southward, where the marshy forest gives way to rolling green hills. To the recross, three miles. You take a deep breath of the warm morning air. A new life, a new start. Peeling back your sleeve, you look down at the purple mark glowing beneath your skin. Does this strange mark hold the key to your past? And what of the future? You scan the letter of introduction once again, a letter recommending that a talented young knight to apprentice with one of the grand masters of the profession, Avian Dale. It should have been the young boy. It was his future, his dream. It's no good for me. Take it. Start a new life. He'll never know. No one will ever know. Carefully, you roll up the letter and return it to your pack before setting off down the long, dusty road toward Tithery. Turn to the first map to begin Act 1 of your adventure. Refer to the color section at the center of this book. Choose whether you want to explore by turning to the entry number displayed next to the relevant shield. As a novice adventurer, you'll want to start with the green quests first, as these are the easiest to complete. Return to the map when you want to choose a new quest or destination. Good luck. I hope you enjoyed that. I've never done a reading of any kind of book or anything on air before. And this one was also streamed live to Twitch and YouTube for me to um, really record this episode. And it was really cool to do. Um, I, this is how each of these experiences has gone. Um, usually at the end of it, there is a now, will you, the statement of will you, and then turn to this to do that or turn to this to do this. 
um, or more than that sometimes, which is cool too. And uh, if this seems like something that hooked you at all in any of that, I encourage you to check out this book um, and potentially some of the other ones because you can jump in at any of them. But this is the first one. Um, this is Destiny Quest, The Legion of Shadow by Michael J. Ward. I just want to say thank you, Michael, for putting some wonderful content in the world. You've definitely made a positive impact on us. And I hope that this was a good testament to that. Uh, but again, that was just the prologue. So there's a ton of pages and things for you to explore. But I hope you enjoyed this and I'll see you for the next episode or the next live recording. This was all done to also raise awareness for a nonprofit that we care about called Tabletop Alliance, which sends games and supports educators to use games um, in their in their classrooms and in their after school programs. And in the last two years, that nonprofit has been able to impact more than 8,700 students across the US. And so if you're interested in learning anything else about Tabletop Alliance, you can go to tabletopalliance.org. But you have a great rest of your podcast listening and go make your positive impact on the world. Thank you.